is the sluggo. Slant and go. Casey the Beef Craig. And it's always interesting uh, working this board. You know, before the show, we were talking about uh, StreamYard and how you're working an account now. And um, uh, I always screw it up. I, I never feel comfortable when that music starts, if I can get the music to start. But it's Wednesday, and we're going into a holiday weekend. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you tonight about whatever it is we're going to talk about because the show's named no agenda and folks the last time we named the show no agenda we actually had an agenda but tonight we don't have any agenda we have some amazing what happens amazing what happens when you're, you're busy you know well yeah when you got a job and 17 projects going on at the same time <laughs> and i thank you casey because you freed me from having to worry about actually doing the agenda you said we don't need one let's roll we're 92 shows in. Who the heck needs an agenda? Well, a, a good partner would probably say, you know what, Marty? You've done 91 previously. Let me do this one. Oh. But, but when you get a good partner, let me know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, well, you know, everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And agendas are not one of your strengths, Casey. <laughs> no, they're not. You should see my chop and beef agendas that come up with five minutes before the show. Well, well I've heard your chop and beef agenda, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's much difference, but um, and it's a long weekend, and both my wife coming up, and both my wife and I are looking looking forward to it. Um, it's been a, a really wild and crazy days, crazy days and weeks for her. She's had it worse than me at work. And uh, most of the times I can skate through and write an article, but man, I had three three projects go into crapper last Friday afternoon and I've pulled one out and another one's still circling. And I think the third one's probably flushed. So, um, you know, I'm batting a 333. So, you know, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, uh, when it comes to evaluation time, I'll tell my boss that. <laughs> I, I brought one of those three projects home. I'm a Hall of Famer. What's my raise? <laughs> okay, see, uh, I had some fun on Twitter last night um, talking with the Clemson people who were looking for the baseball game <laughs> on the ACC network. Now, you have all network, and you've got a tournament going you would think maybe you would place that tournament on said network, but no, we've got the, not even the live Boston college spring game, the replay of the Boston college spring game on the ACC network. While the baseball game was blacked out in some areas, I, I, I think uh, one person was in the Atlanta area, I'm not sure. I got it here in Texas, of course, where all the Clemson fans are, right? <laughs> uh, I got it here in Texas. Um, some people are blacked out. It's just lunacy and idiotic that you have a network, and I know it's not at it's it's at a you know it's it's not at a um, uh, on the campus anywhere. So we've heard that excuse, 
But still, the SEC's blasting theirs out all day long. And on the ACC, we're watching the Boston College spring game, trying to find the Clemson baseball game. And when we eventually found it, we were really sad. We'll get to that in a minute. But ACC Network. What an embarrassment. It it literally is an embarrassment to not have one of your prized events. And and here's here's why it's an embarrassment, too. Because two weeks ago, now, yes, there's less teams. But two weeks ago, they had the ACC lacrosse tournament live. So they're lacrosse, another sport with only four teams in the ACC. And that tournament was held live on the ACC network. But we can't get baseball where you have 12 teams playing, 14 teams in the conference, but you have 12 teams playing and everyone will watch. And I mean, everyone, you know, it'll get numbers because Clemson fans will watch their game. North Carolina fans will probably watch their game. I mean, it just, it's an embarrassment. They had rowing, the ACC rowing championship on as well, at least here uh, where I am in South Carolina. So, which is great. Congrats to them. But how do you not have one of your premier sports in the sp- It's probably the premier sport in the spring, especially in the South. And you can't even have it on the ACC network here. It, it's that's, you know, I, I've been reading these things and I'm almost done with this thought, but I've been reading these things about the ACC network and, and your stuff on rubbing the rock about the, the financial problems that the ACC is going to run into down the line and I just kind of brush it off because I'm like, well, I'm not smart enough. And the, the people way smarter than me are going to figure this piece out. But then something like this happens. And it's like, this may really truly be going in the crapper. And don't take this the wrong way, but I don't know if anybody at the ACC network is smarter than you. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how you can take that the wrong way, Casey, but you know, it's or, funny because I have a master's in sports management. So maybe I am, maybe I should, maybe they should hire me. I don't know. Well, I, I just, I, I just marvel at tomorrow. And, it, and it's not rocket science, right? It's just, it's just kind of simplistic. You like, we have this tournament, the winner gets an automatic bid. We've got some, you know, and I don't know why they didn't do it, if it's money or location or whatever, but there should be no excuses for it. Each team, yes, they're they're way behind uh, the, the SEC and the Big Ten, but they're still raking in millions of dollars, right? I mean, $38 million or something last year per team? I, I don't know. Everybody give a million and let's, <laughs> let's uh, broadcast the, the baseball games, I, the tournament. I just – it is beyond me the the decisions. I would say this in some of those articles on Rubbing the Rock, on Twitter, wherever else. It it just you can look at it, the look at the product when it is on TV, and look at the SEC Network or the Longhorn Network, uh, for that matter, also an ESPN uh, product, um, and you can see the difference in the quality of the uh, programming. In the announcers, though, someone that we've talked about the SEC baseball uh, pro, uh, announcers are kind of shaky at times, especially the South Carolina ones. But overall, in general, the product is much better on those other two networks than the ACC network. It, it's it's an embarrassment. It, it's just it's laughable, right? It's laughable that that is what is representing the conference that we think is going to. Uh, we don't. I don't. You know, is going to move forward and challenge the SEC. What a joke. 
What a joke. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I think you said something funny that just kind of piqued my ears a minute ago about location. Uh, Charlotte is basically the mecca of the ACC. They couldn't get in a car. Maybe gas is too high. <laughs> they couldn't get in a car. What's the, oh, yeah, yeah, you can't get in the car. It, it uh, blacked out on me for a second. So, yeah, either me, either me or my system. But, uh, I mean, <laughs> even though there's no brick and mortar there, that's 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 where everything is. There's an ACC hub or uh, an ESPN hub in Charlotte. Like, they could have thrown something together, and it's a big enough ballpark. Yes, it's a minor league ballpark, but I'm sure they could have had some semblance of decent coverage for that game. There he no is. doubt. Jeff Browder, Clemson Hype House is in the house, fellas. ACC Network shows women lacrosse matches from 2014 <laughs> during the August run-up for football season to bump up the Virginia fans. That is hilarious, Hype House. Uh, that is hilarious. I was going to say Maryland, too, but Maryland uh, isn't in the ACC anymore. Um, yeah, uh, yesterday was a Boston College spring football replay. Yeah, I guess they couldn't afford the gas to get in the car and drive to, you know, the 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 stadium. It, it's just it just amazes me. And um, also, when Clemson has those games, now JP had told me when they play at the neutral site, Carolina, it is the the minor league team's crew that does the the works the cameras, which makes sense. We're looking at first base when the balls hit to deep left field, right? First, it's a double off the wall and left, and the first baseman's scratching his butt because he's not involved in the play. But that's what we're watching. It's just—I mean, it's just typical. But anyway, I don't want to spend all day griping, but I could. Um, when Clemson has again reached four commitments, Brendan Strozier from Al, uh, cornerback from Alpharetta, Georgia, Alpharetta High, I believe. Um, depending on where you read, three, four stars. So he's in the three mid three hundreds, but he has some good offers. Selected Clemson, so Clemson is back to four recruits. I don't know much about the guy. All I know is that he uh, is tall, six two for a corner. Just what Clemson has been in the recent years. Six two, one hundred seventy five pounds. Uh, needs to put on a few pounds before he's ready to play. Uh, do you know anything about Mr. Strozier? Yeah, I, mean, I, I like where he's from. I like the fact that he comes from an area where uh, AJ Terrell Terrell was from. Uh, I do like his his offers. He has Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, Georgia Tech, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kentucky, Louisville, Memphis, Minnesota, Missouri, Tennessee, UCF. Like he's got some big time offers there. So uh, I know two four seven twenty four seven has him as uh, a three star. I think Rivals has him as a four. It, it fills a need. The kid wants to come. It was a little bit surprising for somebody that's kind of fringe recruiting as I am. I uh, have not watched much of him, but I'm excited to have a, a guy of that caliber that wants to come play at Clemson. Yeah, JP said it was a surprise to him, too. He said he was lucky. He had he had a shell written uh, for him, said he was leaving. Uh, I can't remember. I think he was leaving the stadium baseball game or something Friday night. So, um <laughs> He's leaving the stadium, and and uh, the kid committed, and and Clemson has number four again, um, and it may be temporary, right? As we talked about with uh, Nathaniel Joseph out of Miami, but that seems to have died down. I haven't heard anything about that this week, but 
Not a lot going on in Clemson now, but not this weekend, but it's next weekend, right? The big the big weekend on Clemson campus, June the 3rd through the 5th, so a big recruiting weekend. So either next weekend if we have this show or the following weekend for sure, we'll be talking a little recruiting. Maybe we need to schedule up J.P. Priester again, uh, see if he's available. He said whenever, but, you know, might get busy around that time. And that <laughs> might not be whenever. Week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we ask no him every week, he might say no at one point. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, hey, Casey, I haven't asked you today. I've been so busy with my actual job that pays some bills. What? I hear there's a softball game coming up. I don't know where you are in your writing of the preview. And I don't care as long as you can talk about it right now in front of the <laughs> four people that are watching. Yeah, big game. Uh, Clemson won their regional last week for the or last weekend for the first time in their long, illustrious three-year history, two-and-a-half-year history, if you will. Uh, big series. They're ranked 10th overall. Actually, I saw updated rankings. Clemson is at 8th, and the Oklahoma State Cowgirls are at 5. Um, but but officially, this is the 10th seed versus the 7th seed in the country. Clemson's got their work cut out for them. This is a big game. A big series starts tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern, I believe, is the is the time on that one. It's 9 o'clock again, game two. For those that don't understand the Super Regional, and there are those of you that are out there that have reached out to me and said they didn't quite understand. It's a lot like baseball. Uh, so they go from the double elimination tournament, four, four teams in the regional, to two teams in the Super Regional. It's a best of three series. So it's the first one to win two games, goes to the College World Series, which is in Oklahoma City. And we all know Oklahoma's really good. Oklahoma State's very good, too. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma one time, but still beat Oklahoma. Uh, and that's a big deal. I think anybody that beats Oklahoma can can hang their head on that win. Hello, Robbie Posey from Greenville. That guy's a statewide traveler. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, yeah, they have, they have some great bats. You know, they have girls. I keep saying guys. They have girls with – they have three of them with uh, multi or double-digit home runs. But top to bottom, they all swing it well. Uh, their leading hitter is Caitlin Carr Weil. She's sitting 361. She's got seven home runs. It, it's a good squad. They got a really good pitcher. Uh, Kelly Maxwell, 1.22 ERA. Opponents are hitting 144 against her. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill climb. But uh Clemson's got some some great talent too. Millie Thompson is hitting her stride. Good lord, she's been fantastic. Of the last two outings that she's had. Then, of course, we have Cagle. Logaleo is the shortstop. She's on fire right now at the plate. It's going to be fun. It starts tomorrow night. So take your naps because it's <laughs> going to be late here on the East Coast. No doubt. Uh, we were we were, we were were teasing uh, Nelson earlier in the week. You and I, or at least I was, about the 9 p.m. Uh, start time. He's going to have to take a nap. And um, I was given um, our newest Rubbing the Rock contributor, uh, Susan, a hard time because she answered the poll last week of what was the best uh, time zone to be in to watch sports. She said Eastern, of course, and I said Central because, you know, on Saturday, those games started at 11 o'clock in the morning here, right? The noon games started at 11 here and everything's over an hour earlier. I wouldn't worry about the start time. I'm worried about the finish time. And uh, this is one of those examples where Central is better 
than Eastern. Uh, California still might have us beat, but it's better than Eastern when those games end. You know, when you're one o'clock games, it's only midnight here. So this happens to be one of those scenarios where, um, where it's better to be Central Time. And Casey, given Oklahoma State's in a Super Regional and Oklahoma is just a juggernaut of crushing people. Um, hey, 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 Ryan. Um, he's, Oklahoma's just a juggernaut. What the heck are they growing? I know not all the girls are from Oklahoma, but I would guess a fair amount of them are. I know Oklahoma has has girls from Hawaii and everywhere else in the world. They're kind of like the Alabama of football, right? I wonder what they're growing in Oklahoma that turns these girls into uh, dominant softball players. You know, I don't know what it is now, but I remember way back, actually, we're going probably 2005, the, the University of Florida had the USA national team coach. Now, the national team coach can coach in college or, you know, I don't, uh, I don't think they coach in the, their pro league. Um, so I think sometimes that that's a draw. I know back, back when I'm ta- the years that I'm talking, um, it, it was, it was very popular for girls to go want to play to kind of showcase themselves. They thinking maybe that they could go play for their country as well because that tends to be the pinnacle of that sport. Uh, that coach then moved on to South Florida, and it, the the success did not follow him there. Um, but maybe that's it. I don't know enough about the sport, unfortunately, to know who the coach is at Oklahoma. But they're just they are the, the Alabama of softball. Uh, they just reload every year, and they're getting the best players. Yeah. And they're just steamrolling people. You know, when when the super regional uh, lineups or what do you call it, matchups came out, I asked you and Nelson, I said, has anybody said last rights over UCF? Because uh, they're about to get totally blasted out of the uh, out of the playoff. But well, James um, Madison took a game from them last year. So you never know. But I don't know anything about UCF's pitching. If UCF has a pitcher like Jay's Madison did last year, maybe you get maybe you get a steal one, but I, I, Oklahoma yeah. Could be good. Yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, I could see stealing one, but hard to believe they can win two out of three. Um, and Ryan wants your hat. Is that what I'm hearing? He said he want he wanted me to show you my hat because oh. it was his choice for me oh. to wear the uh, New York Ranger hat. Tonight. Good, good choice, Ryan. Good choice. Well. No matter what, the softball teams had a really good year, uh, especially with the way baseball is going, the roller coaster, as you said, we're going to talk about it in a minute. But they've had a, a really, really good year. It seems to be a little a little different than last year. They don't see, seem to be the powerhouse or that they were last year, and Cagle hasn't had the season she had last year. Or maybe my mind's been distracted somewhere else. It seems the other day she had a home run. That's the first one I can remember in a while. It seems like some other folks were picking – picking uh picking up for her during the season but hopefully and you said i watched some last weekend millie thompson she looks intimidating on the mound now it's just me but she looks she looks intimidating i'm my old man so she intimidated 20 year old girl intimidates me but she i can imagine being up there facing her but hopefully her and kegel i assume they're going to be the pitchers of mainly the main pitchers this weekend uh nelson apparently is not around to tell us uh, anything different, but and there's Kevron checking in. Sorry, hey, I'm Kevron. Good to see you, Kevron. 
Um, yeah, I, I I do think I think we're kind of being a little bit hard on Valerie Cagle because she's had a phenomenal year, but I think last year was just so head and shoulders amazing that you know we we maybe we expected her to hit three fifty again and fifteen home runs and like three thousand. Yeah, I, 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 but her numbers are actually really good, really really good this year. But again. Um, it, they were out otherworldly last year. So, Seth Beer syndrome, right? Had such a great freshman year. The next year he comes back and bats three thirty with you know fifteen home runs. Everybody goes, "What's wrong with Seth Beer?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really? I mean, similar. He, yeah, he's human. That's what's wrong I'm, with Seth Beer. <laughs> beautiful hey, thing about Kegel is we get her back next year unless she transfers somewhere. Yeah, uh, Mr. Highpass. We're going to talk baseball in just a minute, but that's a good point. Uh, softball continues to get better. Softball may replace baseball as a favorite sport of the spring. Well, it's off to a good start, that's for sure. Uh, and as we transition over to this baseball talk beef, um, what an embarrassment yesterday was. And and I, I don't know. I'm not embarrassed by Clemson sporting events very often. I'm not the guy that, you know, when they lose – to LSU by 17 points in the national championship game when it was a three-point game in third quarter. I'm not the guy that says that that was an embarrassment. I'm kind of old school in that way. It was a loss. I mean, you know, what the heck? Was it embarrassing? No. Was it embarrassing to lose the national championship? No. To that team? No. (laughs) Uh, To that LSU team? No. But I don't know. I talked to JP after, and JP, if you're if you're listening or whatever, jump in the comments and let me know if I'm misrepresenting what you said. I talked to him after the game last night, and he said it it wasn't that they didn't have any energy. It just wasn't at the same level as some of the games he's seen during the season, which is a little surprising considering they're still playing for their lives, at least – you and I feel like they're playing for their playoff lives. Maybe they think they've made it, right? Maybe they read the D1 prognostications and think they're in, and this doesn't – it seemed a little lackadaisical. Mac Anglin, UMJP, have talked about this 5,347 times this year. If he's not on, it's very difficult to win. He was not on. Uh, there's some problems with the field. Uh, just not hitting when they had opportunity, you know the same old things. The roller coaster was headed on the down curve last night, and they've got to get it together tomorrow night because if they have another performance like that, they're not going to make the field of sixty-four. Well, apparently JP talked to Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com, who is pretty much the uh, Joe Lenardi of of college baseball in that. He puts out the the prognostications of, or you know projections to the NCAA tournament, and he said due to some things, the way that some dominoes fell last weekend, that Clemson probably needed a win or two to 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 be into the the NCAA tournament. Now that's we'll we'll see what happens there if he's right, but those aren't good words. And I was talking to another friend of the show that will remain anonymous the other day, and he thinks that there's going to be wholesale changes if Clemson doesn't make the uh, NCAA tournament. I know we said that, that there was going to be wholesale changes if they didn't make the ACC tournament, and they they started playing very well at times, minus one game. Um, but But, wow, if they don't make the NCAA tournament, I hate people losing their jobs, especially when it's our people, but... Um, there may be some changes. I already think that the pitching coach, will, Andrew C., will not be back, but that's just me thinking that. 
Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's that game last night, and and in my in my preview, I truly thought that I truly truly thought this wasn't sunshine pumping that Clemson the role that they were on were going to be able to to play with and beat close but beat North Carolina. I don't think there's any shot in hell tomorrow night. Hmm, interesting. And baseball is one of those sports that, like we we talked about before, if you can get a pitcher going, whether it's softball or baseball, who knows? But who would that pitcher be? You know, is Jeffrey Gilbert going to go out there? He could. I mean, he certainly could. He's he he can do it every occasionally. But you know, thinking back on the coaches, it is tough for me to think. Listen, as old as I am, Clemson has had three baseball coaches in my lifetime. Right. There was Wilhelm, there was Leggett, and there's Monty Lee. And three coaches, now I wasn't born in 1957, but I think that's when Wilhelm took over, 58. If you think about that, in the last 64 years, they've had three coaches and uh, contemplating changes. And I love Monty Lee. I told you about, you know, I interacted with Monty a little bit. I enjoyed it. I I know he is passionate. I know he wants to win. His kids went to Clemson, but I I'm not opposed to a change if they don't make the tournament. Or, you know, as we talked about before off air, if they make the tournament and go two and barbecue or two and what was your saying? Uno dos adios. Yeah. Um, it's, how long has it been since they made a super regional? You used to regularly host those things. It used to be a rite of passage on, on Memorial Day weekend and, and the subsequent weekend that Clemson was going to be in the tournament. And somewhere along the line, we started accepting less. And I'm ready for that to change. Um, whether that means. Yeah, my, we, go, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say my birthday um, here, announcement for everybody is June 4th. And. For the better part of nine years in college and a couple of years beyond college, um, I spent my birthday at a super regional, and most of the time it was at Clemson. So, I mean, it, it was something that I was absolutely used to. So it, it's just funny that I mean, it's not funny, ha, ha, funny, funny that it's been so long since I can remember spending my birthday in probably arguably my favorite Clemson sport. And I'm a Monty Lee fan. I think he. I really, truly think he's is the guy. But there's got to be some development at the at, on the mount. These other teams that, for Virginia Tech tomorrow night. A very good chance we see Drew Hackenberg. Does that last name ring a bell? <laughs> His brother Adam was a catcher for Clemson. His other brother was a quarterback at Penn State, and he's got another brother who was like a lacrosse player somewhere. So he's a true freshman. He's the ace of Virginia Tech. Yes, they're from Virginia. How does that kid not get to Clemson? I, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't get it. So I know they're good recruits. I do. I know that, that the recruiting class coming in next year on paper, if they keep them all, is fantastic. But they got to develop pitching. Jeffrey Gilbert, like you said earlier, Jeffrey Gilbert could go out there and has all the stuff in the world to shut down Virginia Tech tomorrow night. Now, will he? Uh, I don't know. I think Mac Anglin has great stuff. It's a little wild at times. But you just never know. Back in the day, again, here I am. I'm going to bring my walker out. I had Benson, Koch, and Vining. I knew what I was getting every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, even when they lost, it was 2-1. You know, it was, 
it's just Ryan Model was a guy. Josh Cribb yeah. was a guy. I mean, you got names Spencer Strider, one of the latest names. I mean, you just knew what you were going to get every weekend. It's just so disheartening that there's not another, there's not a guy. Even the worst teams that Clemson played had a guy on Friday night. Uh, yeah, it just hasn't happened. They haven't developed. That was one of JP's talking points when we had him on a, a couple of weeks ago, is that they haven't developed. And 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 you're right. There's no consistency. Jeffrey Gilbert could go out there and throw five no-hit innings and Clemson could win. Or he could give up five hits in the first inning and it could be over. There, you're right. There's no consistency on, on what happened. Clemson could go um, – Eight for twelve with runners in scoring position, or they could go over twelve for running. There's been games where they only had one or two guys in scoring position the whole game. And what's disheartening to me is that after the the Leggett small ball, you know, the one of the complaints against Leggett was that he recruited guys like him, right? Smaller guys who were into small ball. And South Carolina was out here crushing balls over the fence, and we're bunting, you know. Uh, with with one out, right, <laughs> to get a guy to second with two outs and hope of a bloop over the infield, and it just takes more hits to score runs when you're not hitting the ball out of the park. It's not rocket science. So we went from that to Monty Lee going all in the other way on the long ball, and neither one of them's worked. You know, but here's the difference. We've beaten South Carolina. Monty Lee's beaten South Carolina, right, for the most part, swept them this year but he can't compete in the ACC. I mean, his excuse the other day was, not his excuse, his statement the other day said, I don't think people realize that at one point we were 2-9 and nine in the ACC. Oh, yes, we realize you were 2-9 <laughs> and nine in the ACC, but it's like he's saying basically that shouldn't count. What should count is the last whatever, whatever they finished, 8-3 and three or 4 or whatever it was. You don't think people realized you were two and nine in the ACC? You're nuts, and you don't ignore that. You don't ignore the crappy loss to Pittsburgh. You had some bad weather. It was cold in Pittsburgh. It was cold in South Bend or whatever they call it now, Notre Dame, Indiana. It was cold those two weekends, but you shouldn't have lost both games to Pittsburgh. You, there's no. I, I told you. I thought that's when the season went south. When they lost those two games to Pittsburgh, things just. After that, they're just playing along. It looked like they're playing out the string. Then they got it back together for a little while. As you said in your well-written article on Rubbing the Rock, the girl got you on the roller coaster. And for me, Monty Lee's the girl, right? Because she's got me on that roller coaster of up and down. You think they're good. They play like crap. You think they're crap. They play good. You don't know what to expect, as you've said so eloquently. <sighs> Yeah. I wish I wish I didn't have to. I wish I was just talking about how Caden Grice has 22 home runs and Max Wagner set the NCAA record for home runs. Like I wish, and Mac Anglin was, you know, 14 and three and, and that was at a 3.1 ERA, you know, and had didn't walk 70 batters and Grice didn't strike out 89,000 times. It's just it, it's so funny. Again, funny. That's my word tonight. Apparently that. We get so excited in the, for the for this season, and they they dangled that carrot right in front of our face for 14 straight games. Swept South Carolina and looked good doing it. You know, even that Northeastern team—I don't know where they ended up, but no one's talking about them anymore. Uh, 
you know, they, that was the first loss. I remember Monty Lee saying, Hey, these guys don't realize how to lose. So I got to teach them that, you know, they don't like losing. And then they come and, and lose a whole string more games right after that, starting with Pitt, the Pitt series uh, that one game got canceled. But, you know, everyone says they shouldn't play baseball in the North. Well, Pitt doesn't like to play in the North either when it's cold. <laughs> so like people don't realize, Oh, you know, these teams like to play. No, they don't. They don't. They're baseball players. They play in the warm spring. They don't play in the cold. Um, so yeah, it's just, it stinks, but hopefully, you know, I said it to you offline and I'll say that now publicly that if they do make the NCAA tournament, I, well, I sent you the pro- latest uh, projection that they were heading to Hattiesburg, Mississippi for Southern yes, Miss, sir. LSU, and McNeese State or something. And I said, well, I don't really see one of those teams that could embarrass Clemson in that. That's what I'm talking about now. And that I, that I hate hearing myself say that, type that, whatever. Just don't get embarrassed and because there's been way too many times. I don't, I don't remember the last time Leggett got embarrassed. I'm sure he did. But I also do fondly remember Leggett winning most of the uh, midweek games against those similar teams, those in-state teams. Like, it was a no-brainer who the best team in the state was when Jack Leggett was here. I think it was 14-1 um, to 1 or whatever it was against Oregon or when they played Oregon that year. Or maybe it was losing to Xavier in the tournament. I don't know. I remember would lose a weird game like USA, yeah, South, Southern Alabama or something would come into a regional and – Central yeah. Connecticut or Connecticut came in, but some of those names on the UConn team that year were George playing Springer. in the big leagues. Yeah. yeah. So they, they had, you know, you never like to lose to UConn, but if you look back at that roster, it, was it is good. funny. It is funny, right? Because you, it, there was another guy, and I don't remember his name, but uh, he played for the Diamondbacks for a while, but he was on that roster. He was the one that actually beat Clemson in Clemson. It wasn't Springer. Um, I don't remember his name. Remember the P. I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Well, and if you remember, some little old Dominion team came in in 2000. And, was it three or four? Oh, yeah. And had a pitcher named Justin Verlander on the mound that Clemson <laughs> yeah. beat. Clemson beat Justin Verlander that year. Um, future Hall of Famer Justin Verlander, by the way. Nick Ahmed was the player on the yeah. coming back. Yeah. yeah, I remember him too. Yeah, that starts with a P. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Case. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like it. It's it's like the Z in Clemson. Nick P. Ahmed is what I would have said. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I couldn't remember. I just I remember going back, of course, Springer played with the Astros. Parker loved him. I went back and looked. And so I think he kicked our butt that year, and it was not Springer. He got a hit or two and stole some bases, but I think it was Ahmed who came up with the big hit. Matt Barnes was him, too. Oh, Played for okay. the Red Sox. Scott Oberg was on that team as well. So they have five. They actually have six major leaguer. That's that's a pretty good ball team right there, as, as Clemson saw. Yep. All right, Beef, holiday weekend. We're going to keep it short and sweet tonight. Um, but we appreciate everybody who checked in, all you guys. We appreciate you. We're going to probably back next week. We figure it out as we go. I mean, we're going with no agenda tonight. We're rocking and rolling. Uh, but we appreciate you joining. And next couple of weeks, you may want to tune in because Clemson's got that big recruiting weekend coming up. Uh, Beef and I will probably talk about it. We'll see if we can get J.P. Priester on to really somebody who knows what they're talking about maybe. Huh, what a concept. But, Beef, <laughs> I appreciate your time tonight. I'm going to go watch some Astros wrap up a series. I almost said it with the Guardians tonight. <laughs> and um, 
I hope you have a great weekend with your with your family and uh, hang out with little Slider wherever he is and uh, enjoy that family time on this holiday weekend. And remember, it's Memorial Day for a reason. Yes, sir. And thank you for your service. Thanks to everyone in the Seldom News Reserve College Football Discussion Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for all his help, John Chancy for being a good all-around guy, Uncle John McGee, as always. Sluggo Podcast and each and every one of you who listens, likes, shares, and participates on behalf of Marty Seldom News Reserve Coleman. I am Casey the Beef Cregan. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll probably see you next week. I might be somewhere else. Maybe Mom's basement. We'll see Talk you next soon, week. Beef. I think we're done here. <laughs>